On this episode of the Red Eye Report, we talk near-death experiences. I was too lazy to write an intro. Catch them while you can. Yeah. Uh, so, that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than an asterisk. <laughs> All right. Uh, worse than an asterisk. But before we get started, though, we need to have our weekly benefit event for the Dane County Humane Society, Pause for the Cause, where many animals yeah. are experiencing near-death experiences as we speak. Uh, yeah, because Michael Vick brought all the dogs. <laughs> it's true. Well, there's no near about it. That's a kill shelter. <laughs> my water God bless all those animals and the poor humans who sacrifice their daily lives to clean up their shit it's a lot of fucking animals clean up after <coughs> it is yes yes sorry days. I was inspired to uh, talk about this this week because my 98 year old grandmother was recently god bless her was uh recently brought home on hospice and she's been on hospice and this past so it started with the flu she had a fall had like a minor heart attack and then she was unresponsive like a year or so no this is this past weekend just a whole over the weekend yeah a lot right so we brought her home and uh she didn't wake up the next day she was kind of un unresponsive and the hospice nurse came and everything they did their evaluation and they're like okay well she's probably you know gonna pass or whatever family was coming to say their goodbyes not responsive for two days and then she woke up and what? yeah, she woke up another other like day for the prom. Right. Other day I, um, watched the voice with her and gave her a root beer float <laughs> while she was in, in bed. And uh, this is her, her state. Now she's 98 years old or whatever, but everybody's just like, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. The nurse is like, we cognizantly she this seemed the same yes before. yes and they're like we don't know how with her oxygen levels as low as they were and everything we don't know how she was able to you know mentally still stay with it and whatnot but yeah she was having like a phone conversation full phone conversations and everything well while this was going on like the night before this happened she kind of had like these like lucid um dreams or whatever where she was like having a party with like all these people that died so she's, she's telling you this after she woke up no she was like we could hear her like in the room she's like asking for whiskey and <laughs> like dancing and having these conversations with these people that had died wow. and I, I asked her i'm like after she woke up the other day i'm like well do you remember anything from that and she didn't she didn't remember anything from that but it got me thinking about this near near death experience uh stuff 
So there's some, um, they've been doing research since like the, the seventies, uh, regarding this. And this, this guy, this Dr. Bruce Grayson out of University of Virginia. Of I need to make it acronym. NDEs. <laughs> yeah, NDEs. And uh, so he's been at this for a long time. And th- there are kind of these common themes, these things that happen with these near-death experiences. So... We've probably heard of this where people don't feel pain or fear while this is going down. Um, Sense of leaving the body. So that's like the out of body experience, you know, where you like float up above your body. We've probably seen that, you know, like if somebody's in like a a hospital room or something, they can. Oh, you talk about that Dr. Strange shit. Yeah, see their their body. I look at myself on the bed. Right. Um, Something interesting that I, I didn't know was part of this people saying that they can almost like they can process information like way faster than what they normally could think of it. This is kind of like your life in review type thing where you can see your life flashing before your eyes type thing. There's the being drawn through a tunnel. Uh, That's another common, common theme with like a a brilliant light, Uh, peace, sense of peace, unlimited knowledge, that type of thing. So there are commonalities. And you forget it when you come back, son. Well, and some people don't. Though it, it turns out that there are a, quite a few people, a number of people that don't forget it, that they do remember it, and they're estimating that perhaps like five percent of the world's population has had some sort of a near-death experience, which was way higher than than i thought uh was out yeah. there so that's a lot of uh motherfuckers yeah well you know and that's the thing is we all <sighs> die right and a common maybe we experience more of this because um when people go into cardiac arrest for instance and they're res- resuscitated they there's a potential for it to happen uh in that so if there's like heart uh head trauma or if they have like a heart attack or something like that and uh they're able to come back so this dr grayson he was talking about like how he got into this and um it started for him when he was working at at a uh a facility and uh this woman apparently was trying to kill herself, took a bunch of pills. And um, so he heard this patient got called in and he was eating spaghetti and he got a bunch of, a big red splotch on his tie from the spaghetti because he was in a rush. slob. Yeah. So he, he goes out there and the woman comes in and she's completely unconscious. And then he... (laughs) It go it goes and talks to her she was friend. So incensed by his sloppiness. Oh. <laughs> no, no, the, this is the woman that OD'd on the pills. So then he, he he comes in and you know she's not responsive at all. So he goes to talk to her friend down the hall, 
and you know they're they're talking to him well this woman she regains consciousness like the next day and he's talking to her and she describes to him she's like oh well i remember you you're the guy with the red splotch on the tie and he goes on or this woman goes on to describe the conversation that he had with her friend down the hall um, in great detail. And that really got him on this path of like, well, what the fuck? Like, how how is this even possible? Um, we weren't close, you know, I wasn't near the proximity where she could overhear what we were talking about. Um, her eyes weren't open. How could she possibly see uh, this red splotch uh, on his tie? So he's been interviewing and um, uh, researching these NDEs, these near-death experiences. So in the U.S., an estimated 9 million people have reported having an NDE. Um, that was in 2011. Uh, actually, it was uh, worldwide. It's believed that somewhere between ten and twenty percent of people who come close to death report having an NDE. So that's five percent of the population, and um, it could be underreported too. Like some people, maybe they, maybe they aren't having a positive experience. Some people have reported, you know, like terrifying oh, experiences. Yeah. Right. So. Those people might not be reporting this um, uh, as well. So what could possibly be going on here? They're, they're not really sure. But one of the things that they're beginning to explore is that our concept <laughs> is of our brain. Everything's happening in the brain. The mind is, you know, completely connected to the brain. And they're beginning to question whether that concept of the mind actually exists beyond the brain. Not just, you know, maybe it's throughout the body, maybe it's beyond yeah, it's that. Called, it's called RAM. We are living in a simulation. We <laughs> could be living in a simulation. I, I don't know, but it is kind of fascinating. And um, they just... They're not science can't explain it all, right? Um, they actually had a um, this one guy. He was uh, an older guy. I think he was like eighty two, and he was having seizures. And I think he was going into cardiac arrest. And they they had him because of the seizures. They had these electrodes hooked up to this this guy, and they kind of inadvertently captured his mental activity uh, while he was dying. And they found that the, the wave actually uh, was very similar to what our, when we are recalling memories while this guy was dying. So that's like one piece of evidence, but it's not like they're, maybe they should uh, wire people up or something when they know that they're, they're going to die. Uh, right. with this because it's it's kind of crazy because I, I started looking into this and it, there are these sites like there's this uh, IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies 
And they kind of just have a feed of all USDA these. USDA certified. Yeah, all of these near-death uh, experiences. And you, it, it, like this top one, dying woman experiences life as a flower and fish while out of body. Um, girl has eight NDEs and learns the purpose of suffering on Earth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jesus. Yeah. Hindus are like, bitch, please. <laughs> Drowning woman meets Jesus and her unknown biological father. Woman meets wow. Jesus following like surgery. <laughs> it does. Yeah, right. Say that last one again about spine surgery. There wasn't anything about spine surgery. Oh. It's a woman meets Jesus following surgery. Oh, <laughs> Russian boy drowns and feels all-consuming love. Like it, it seems cheesy as fuck, right? But these people are experiencing this. Whether sounds like near sounds like near death is one awesome high. Well, that's right. kind of what they're saying, and some some people uh, there's a speculation that there's like a a release of DMT because we produce DMT, um, and it's like some sort of a mechanism to like a safety mechanism or something well, like that. I wonder, are we always producing a little bit of DMT or is it just something that just like hangs out to that last moment of death? Yeah. I'm not really sure about that, but I have heard that is like, okay, it's kind of like a, a safety net where it's just like to make us feel you, better or something. I have no idea. Synthetically. <laughs> Astra's already, he's already plotting on uh, what to get. Right. So can I feel the all-consuming love of the universe like I'm gonna die? <laughs> because every day I want to die. MDMA, pretty much the same shit. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Those acronyms all sound similar enough for a naive fucking raver. Yeah, Molly. Oh yeah, yeah, Molly. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I wouldn't. I've had some. I've had some bad experiences in Molly. Yeah, right. Well, I'm they, sure they there's some other shit up, in Molly. Yeah, yeah right. right. I think it's. I think it's no, it could be thing. fucking yeah. rock salt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's right. terrible. Some of them just <laughs> taste like it. <laughs> so some of these uh, other cases, um, the more profile, higher profile cases, there's this Anita Morjani. And um, so you. she was uh, living... In uh, Hong or uh, Hong Kong, yep. And in 2002, Anita was diagnosed with uh, cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and hey, yeah, after four years uh, of struggling with the cancer, Anita's body, riddled with tumors the size of lemons, began to fail. Jesus. In February of 2006, she slipped into a coma. Doctors gave her hours to live. As her body lay dying, Anita entered another dimension. Um, in this otherworldly place. According to who? According to <laughs> her. Yeah, so, yeah. But hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're, oh, she's in another dimension. <laughs> she's just, flickering in and out. <laughs> right. So in this otherworldly place, Anita experienced profound peace and love. She also learned many things about life and the laws of life, including how she had caused her own cancer. God then she was it. given Anita, a job. 
<laughs> Given a choice, stay on the other side or return to Earth. Um, after being reassured that her body would heal itself if she returned, Anita chose to return and share with others what she had learned. To the amazement of her doctors, Anita woke up from her coma, and within weeks, her body was fully healed. Just throwing those lemon tumors off her, like, get the fuck out. And, and there are other stories like this where people say that they had this near-death experience and they have this terminal cancer and suddenly the terminal cancer is just, it's gone after they, they make this miraculous recovery. There's this uh, other guy, this uh, Eben Alexander. He was a, a neuro, neurosurgeon and uh, he had meningitis. So he picked up meningitis within hours. He was on a ventilator, um, and they didn't know what to do. Fucking bow tie. No wonder he needed a ventilator. Right. (laughs) They didn't know what to do. He said, uh, while his body lay in a coma, Alexander journeyed beyond this world and encountered an angelic being who guided him into the deepest realms of super physical existence. Um, there he met and spoke with the divine the source of the universe of itself. But the thing is, is he fricking woke up and he recovered from this. And these people are claiming that they have like some sort of a guide or whatever. And then they, they make the, the, the recovery and all these people are having these like super intense, uh, experiences. So, I mean, whether you believe the thing is yeah. yeah yeah it comes down to like even if it was all a dream a hallucination um like if you experience it you experience it right it's like what else can you say like and all of us on top of uh, that you know you actually recover yeah it's kind of hard to argue with uh like if you experience that there's no way you like wouldn't you can't not deny that something mm-hmm. happened. Right. Something happened. Now, whether you believe that you actually traveled to another dimension or that yeah. it was a dream or, it was or whatever. Brain. Right. It's like, I always think of, um, uh, if I an experiment in how quickly a dream can actually manifest in your brain, um, in real time outside is, uh, in a medical study, my friend, she was sleeping on one of these, like a big old airport chair. And I kicked, it was time to go fucking check in. And I kicked the footrest down and it makes the backrest come up and it woke her up. And she flew forward and she's like, oh my fucking God. She panicked. She's like, I just had this entire dream. We were just driving in this car, dude. Basically like a dream that was like 10 minutes of time. It was immediately because I kicked her ass out of the fucking chair. Yeah. And she hit a tree. Hmm. Nonetheless, like your brain on a that quick of instance of life between death, you know, we get uh, CPR or the fibrillator and you come back. Imagine how long of an experience you could have relative because you're not in real time. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it be another dimension or if it's just even a hallucination, it's amazing because that hallucination still has to be a neural pattern. Mm hmm right it's just, just doesn't come out of nowhere yeah if you're experiencing it there's there's gotta be a neural pattern 
Yeah. So something's going on up there. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it is. It is kind of wild. Another uh, interesting theory that I saw in here is that the the brain is actually acting as a filter in our waking lives that we we have, and when somebody doesn't have to go through that filter anymore, this could explain their experience of being able to process information so fast. Uh, compared to was, what they normally would have to. I was just going to say that. I, I actually, so a, a band teacher, a music teacher one time said something, and it's always stuck with me, because I noticed while I was playing that it was easier to just close my eyes. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, when the brain has less inputs, it can... It's just like a computer when there's mm-hmm. when it's doing less things. If it's if it's occupied with one thing, it's all its processing power right. is doing that one thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Every other thing is is involuntary at that moment. My breathing, yeah. everything. That brain is using all of that power. That's why in that fucking that ten minute dream that she thought she had took a half a second. Yeah, you know I've heard being flung up. Like in the time that you die. Your mm-hmm. brain could be firing. You could fucking live an entire lifetime. That is crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, like the, there was a guy, nuts, one of these stories that I, I read, this guy, he did that. He said <laughs> he lived a life. It's like he said that he lived his life again, but from like a, uh, like with the perspective that he, he had. And it, right. actually, some some of these people say that you can, or they embody like other people in. It's almost like they switch avatars or something. So in this case, this dude like had this incident like in his thirties or something like that, where he beat the shit out of this drunk guy or something. <laughs> like he just he, he fucking grabbed his balls <laughs> in a bar. That's. I don't know. He just, I, some altercation where he beat the shit out of him. But when he lived the life again, he was the drunk guy. Wow. And like he was like feeling the blows uh, of this. And it all happens in an instant. And the guy said, like, yeah, it made me understand that whenever you are, um, like uh, physically abusing somebody or, or something like that, that you're actually inflicting, pain on yourself by doing that and there's a lot of this like one consciousness type thing or we're all part of this this uh thing unfortunately yeah the deeper you dig the more that kind of leads that we're more interconnected than we want to admit right um and the uh that like how much science is actually starting to show how free will itself is an illusion like Makes you wonder how, yeah, is it our, is our brains, it's just the way we experience time and the whole way our biology experiences it is why everything seems to be the way it is for us. Mm-hmm. And all our science and progress is actually built upon how we sense ourselves in the world when you boil it down. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at things to measure it, feel it, touch it, and then how it lasts over time. That's how we've built this world around us. Mm-hmm. And it may all actually be just, uh, I guess, if you want to say, biased 
towards us. That's why maybe there's aliens around us, and it's like we can't see them because they're just like fuck these motherfuckers. We don't believe they're, they exist. They're stuck yeah. in one dimension, you know? <laughs> yeah. like zipping in and out. You know, like they just pop in just to fuck with us, and then boop. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating concept. Uh, and they never had. They've never had a chance to have wires hooked up to like uh, to measure the brainwaves of somebody who had these these experiences. So they all. they only, as far as I know, they're the one documented case was that old guy that was having the seizures, and the reason and he why they year. had it is because he was having the seizures, and then he ha- he died after that. I it, there's clearly you know University of Virginia, and I imagine there are other places out there. Um, I think they should get on that shit because regardless if you're going to a different dimension or whatever, there's something clearly extraordinary going on with these people's minds or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I mean, if if they could tap into that, if they could like, you know, I think of things like it while it's happening. Exactly. And everybody dies. So there's always a, a, a group of people that you can get this stuff from. Um, so just like super interesting, uh, type stuff. I'm, I am surprised like, I I think that it's um I think it's good that they're interviewing people and they can kind of like correlate all these different experiences. But yeah, they need to get more measurable stuff, right? More measurable data as much as you can get anyway of That's getting where you like start to run into that paradox of that well neuroscience is that too. It's like sure, oh, look at all these brainwave patterns. It's like how do you even make sense of it? You know? That's true. That's true. It's like, sure, it's all measurable material, but like... Yeah, but at one point, we didn't know what hieroglyphics meant either. Mm -hmm. We figured it out. You have to study it to figure it out. Well, the thing is, hieroglyphics were created by an actual ancient society, whereas Mm -hmm. the brainwave patterns is just an actual output of what the instrument is measuring. It is now us, like, we're trying to figure out, uh, like, how do we actually... Di- like make sense of these waves because it is just an instrument's output. Yeah. Well, my point. We'll eventually get there. Yeah. Well, we better. <laughs> you just have to believe. Yeah, I mean, well, it makes you wonder too. It's like I've listened to a lot of high neuroscientists out of UW Madison um, talk about the issue, where it's like you're they're getting better and better means of measuring the neural patterns, but at the same time, the scientists. Are still trying to figure out exactly like we can recognize like oh this area maybe this but mm-hmm. you're still just looking at outputs right of measurements actually there was a um i can't remember where where it is on this it was like in a psychology today or something like that where um these people that suffered from I don't know if it was like, I don't think it was epilepsy. It was something more. Was it stiff butt person syndrome? Yeah, it was stiff person stiff syndrome. Stiff person syndrome. Something really bad where it fucks your brain up super bad, where you can't fucking communicate and you're, you know, it's a terminal illness. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, what happens sometimes with these people is at toward the end of their lives, 
they get this like spurt of mental energy and then they're able to do not only what you would expect a normal person to do but beyond that like it's almost like it's um somehow like tapped into that same thing but going back to like the ancient egyptian you know if we all have this within us and like what mystic was talking about with the music teacher closing your eyes when you're playing an instrument it's almost like did like they fondled him yeah (laughs) just close your (laughs) eyes (laughs) so so the that's what was happening (laughs) (laughs) that's my rhythm was so good but like the the ancient egyptians like what if these motherfuckers somehow you know were able to tap into that shit right and they're building fucking pyramids and stuff like where they're super fucking bypassing the the brain you know if anybody would be able to figure that shit out It'd be the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians. I don't know. That's my ancient aliens fucking theory or whatever. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was it was aliens. So yeah, I got links on the website. It's just a really uh it's completely wide open. It's like uh even though it's been happening and there's tons and tons of documented cases. People kind of don't have an idea of what's going on, and it's it's really it's it's challenging what we thought about kind of biological death and where our thoughts actually come from. It can't necessarily like some people say like oh well it's just like your synapses shutting down, and other people are saying like well it kind of seems like this shit is operating with the lights off for a little bit or maybe it's operating at such a speed that yeah, and that's the thing is like it's hard to tell yet what those uh patterns mean but also the idea of like i think as we're starting to learn more that the the idea of like oh well that brain's dead right like the yeah fucking patterns are so mm-hmm. like weak or whatever like that it, and then they come back you know and it's just like they actually more happened there than they realize right Right, and it's only because of our like un- what we think of like uh, when someone's quote unquote brain dead, mm-hmm. um, you know, or vegetative state mm-hmm. is um, going to always be in flux. The right. more we can measure brain activity, yeah, and we're measuring brain activity, not mind activity. Like we have no way of yeah. measuring mind True. activity, you know. So. Yeah. Maybe there's other shit going on. I have no idea. Well, yeah, and then, like, because that becomes a subjective thing of, like, trying to determine, well, what those patterns mean that they're actually, there's some sort of still, I guess, but don't, presence don't they, of... Don't they have technology to where you can actually, instead of you reading the, the, the little wavy lines coming out of, out of the screen, don't they have ways they, they can see what part of the brain is active at certain times? Yeah. Well, they can see which way, yeah, which region is active. Yeah, sure. which region is actually And that can help yeah. determine, like, what parts of the brain are firing, but um, I think it's too. It's like it's kind of you're having this definition of like you know still like consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's still there or not, is uh kind of you know it's a goalpost that gets moved the more mm-hmm. we learn. Yeah, yeah. The um interesting stuff. So 
Interesting stuff. If you guys have had near-death experiences or knows of someone, uh, you can go to the University of Virginia, their website. They have like a little questionnaire that you can do, and maybe you can sit down and talk to this creepy old fucking uh, dude. Every near-death experience I had occurred on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> right. I, uh, yeah. I had one in the hospital where it was like, but there was no like experience. It was just like I was going to fucking sleep. Then I woke up with all the fucking nurses and doctors uh, around me. There was no fucking light. Hmm. It would have been peaceful. Yeah. Then those fuckers brought me back to life. Yeah, that's um, like Hemingway. He said he's like when he was describing it, he was like, yeah, well, that's like the easiest thing you could do. You just <laughs> it's let, you, yourself go. let yourself go like there's nothing, right. nothing to it. So near death experiences. Check it out. Next up, we've got the what's sexy portion of the show. First up, we've got Ashtray with Gabriel Promotions. Trying to get, of course, because on fucking Instagram, I can't get his page up. Anyways, Gabriel Promotions. um, The guy who uh, promoted the Halloween dance party um, has me now uh, for Christmas and New Year's. And I can share pictures if I could get you know, fucking try and get Instagram on your PC. Too old. Anyways, um, if you're going to be in the Madison area, Baldwin Street Grill, come on out. Boom, boom. That's all. Bam, bam. No pictures. Oh, no commercial either? So is uh, it, but, d- does this guy get like a, a cut out of this yeah. or what? Okay. Yeah, like he does a, you know, um, doesn't cover it. Like he did, t- yeah, $10 cover. It's like where it's like, I know, like, oh man, like the regulars gonna be all bitchy, like fucking ten dollars. What? What but is this? Gabriel Promotions is uh, so he's this bar. Well, he's a bartender and a promoter, um, and he promoted the Halloween uh, dance party we had at Baldwin. But Was he's someone that knows how to use Instagram correctly, and like gets a whole boatload of people who are not like. Baldwin regulars, but like kids who want to go out to the fucking club and dance and had a ball or fucking time. So, uh, anyways, uh, going to be doing it for Christmas and New Year's. And it's just like after doing a number of years where we just as Baldwin, it's just like, yeah, sure. We like share a Facebook post and, um, <laughs> like the old bar manager, she would do kind of all the decoration stuff. I would show up and do the show and, you know, like some sometimes would be hopping. Sometimes it's just like just the regulars. It's kind of yeah, we just have fun. But Eddie. seeing Sorry. what actual promotion does, like it's it's impressive. Yeah, Teddy, you've seen it's always sunny, right? Yes. The like very first episode where they get that oh, black they, dude, they, yeah, to they, promote, but he promote, he's he's the gay promoter, and they don't yeah, realize that shit. <laughs> <until> like, <laughs> So like yeah. that's exactly what you're describing. That's what that dude did. He's like, yeah, I'll pack the- this bar full of fucking young college guy, young college people. I think he said or something. That like it's just all dudes. <laughs> yeah, 
So but they did make a shit ton it of makes money. a difference when you spend money to do like to pay for the Instagram marketing. Yeah. And like right. you see that I don't know, you're showing me it's like, look at this like thousands of people or whatever have seen right. this ad in this region. It's like, yeah, it's impressive. It fucking works. Boom boom. Goddamn Instagram sluts. Next up we have Teddy with Dead Cells DLC. Uh, so Dead Cells, it's a uh, roguelike uh, Metroidvania game. Uh, it's going back to its roots. Uh, it's uh, They have the DLC coming out. Uh, fucking trailer doesn't happen. It's fucking what? on. What are you talking about? You and your goddamn commercials, man. It's playing. <clears throat> I mean, I know it is. I see it, but he, he's fucking... I want a commercial. Sorry, I got a, a longer Jesus leg. Christ. Um, but yeah, they're going back. It's called Return to Castlevania. So you're actually going back uh, to their edition of Castlevania. So I'm, I'm actually, you know... Uh, those old games are extremely hard. Uh, this game is is can be difficult, um, but it, that's it's the kind of games you play though. And, and the fact is going back to the old school. I mean, when I heard the the music in the trailer, the old the old remix of the original music, you know, just all nostalgia. It's fucking hard. Yes, uh, uh, extremely yeah. actually. Yes, um, and, and yeah. So um, yeah, the game is on on PlayStation, the PlayStation consoles, the Xbox consoles, on Switch, um, and on Steam. Um, it's it's a fun, great game to check it out. So yeah, I can't wait for this uh, DLC to pop out. Yeah. So Dead Cells has been out for a while now. It's been out it? for a while. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm say like four years, three, four years. Yeah. Wait. So so Dead Cells is not necessarily a Castlevania. Game. It is not. No. It's it's a it's it's a classified DLC as a Metroidvania is... type of game. Uh, these little side scrolling things, the Castlevania Metroid, the little two D side scrolling Castlevania and Metroid kind of. Created. Sure. Popular so is the guy with the flaming head the main character <clears throat> to play? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Hmm. Cool. Cool game. Check it out. Right on. Chickity check it. And please donate to the redeyreport.com. Have you guys seen the trailer for that new? I'm sorry for that oh, new God. Star Wars game. Uh oh. Uh, came out the, today. Uh, like Survivor. Um, what? Where you're like the last Jedi? Yeah, you're Cal. Uh, Kestis, right? I don't know. I just is that is that the sequel to Fallen Order? Again, I don't know. I just saw a trailer yeah, for a I, dude. Who, well, like, thanks for bringing up, it up, Mister No Information. Wakes up in the fucking yeah, it's, the, it's the, the, order, it's the, the Jedi it is, Order is gone. It is the sequel. It's the sequel to Fallen Order. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great game. I'm just, I'm um, actually it is, yeah. it looked badass, dude. Yeah, because he wasn't dead for a game. Is what it is. left him. It's pretty well cool. Yeah, it's a badass anyway, game. Yeah. That's adorable. I will be playing that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mystic, where Pepsi? Where's my jet? What's up? Oh, this is. I don't know if you guys, you were a few years younger than me, but do you remember that fucking uh, promotion? Back I do remember Pepsi this. I guess, points? Yes. Okay. Well, that dude, uh, I remember when it happened, and I remember I haven't him, finished like, suing it. him, but I never like got into like what actually happened. Yeah, I am know, watching like, this. Don't worry for me. I'm okay, I won't, I won't specifically I'm say episode anything. Two, so. But yeah, it's fucking funny to just look like, dude, you want to talk about nostalgia for me. Like That was, dude... I was I was I was hardcore into the Pepsi points. Oh yeah, the <laughs> CD binders. I got a lot of crystal crystal Pepsi and shit. So yeah. um, tasted like shit, but you got a lot of points out of it because I knew it tasted like shit. Did you try to sell it? 
so did you what what did you get what types of items i don't even did you remember get? dude i don't even remember because it was <laughs> it wasn't even about like getting the shit it was about like fucking like i don't know like collecting, collecting it like points. i wanted to be right. yeah I, I wanted to fucking just yeah i wanted to collect the points and when i heard like that there was a dude actually trying to get the jet <laughs> that's like fucking yeah but then you know i quickly forgot about it because life but uh, it's great to go back and see it man and i remember getting a cd case at least i I can't remember what other prizes there were i think i had the cd case because it was like a 10 cd flip like zipper case yeah blue yep yep i had that i think i had a binder too I'm surprised. Uh, like a water that... bottle, like with a straw, like that you would get in like Six Flags. I'm pretty sure I had one of those. Oh, anyway, yeah. I'm just I'm surprised that more companies don't do this type of thing. I wonder well, if there's been it's uh in the in, in the, the documentary, dude. Like they failed twice at these. Pepsi has. Hmm. Like they fail failed in the sense that they lose money or what? I don't want to say anything because they okay. they had this. I don't know if Teddy's gotten there yet, but they had a promotion in like Thailand that really fucked. No, I, haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. No, they failed hardcore. Mm. Like you want to talk about this jet being fucked up? That was a fucking clusterfuck, mm. and it's incredible to see. Like Michael Avenatti, the dude who like uh, yeah, I thought oh. that looked like him. Yeah, he was the fucking Stormy Daniels lawyer and shit. The guy who just got sentenced to 14 years in prison. Yeah, (laughs) he's a piece of shit. But anyway, uh, he's he got involved in it and shit. And he's a scumbag, but he had fucking Pepsi on the ropes for Mm -hmm. real. Oh, so he was on the side of holding Pepsi accountable. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. It's a it's a fucking fun little nostalgia. Check it out. Scumbag. Scumbag. Speaking of scumbags, me, uh, early twirly. So it couldn't get enough done at night. So I've decided to wake up earlier and earlier. Now I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning. What the damn, buddy? What time do you make it sure you're going to bed then? Well, no. I try to get to bed like around nine, so I'm way okay. past my, my bed. Not going to work tonight, huh? <laughs> Not going to work tonight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm definitely the most productive in the morning, and I've got, yeah. I've got fucking papers to write. I got shit to do. I got to go in early, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, I would rather do that, wake up early and do that, then have to do that shit at night because I feel like dog shit after work. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I yeah. just, I just want to play games or something or fucking watch TV. I, I feel like I don't get a chance to do that. Deflate. So Right. So er, I, I guess I'm just turning into an old man now. Um, going to yeah, start. Combat, grandpa. I mean, it's just what the, a lot of, why a lot of them do it. Yep. I still get up at noon. Man, I wish I get up at noon. Dude, my wife does that, and it drives me nuts. I do on the weekends, especially after like a gig. All right, now we're moving on to fuck what you think, where we take a wire crimper and crimp off the end of your penis. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, now you're now you're getting a little bit too right? wild, crazy. Yeah. That's right. One at a time. Don't all rush up and get in line. <laughs> Oil change is for everybody. So first up, we have me with interplanetary workplaces or workspaces. So I work in IT and in this IT environment, um, we have to install these printers for this new software thing, which is fine. Whatever. Not a big deal. Probably takes about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes for us to get everything programmed up and get it out there. Well, we have this spreadsheet that is supposed to reflect all of the printers that are going out and have all the information. And I started working on this project and I'm just like, well, what the fuck? Like, this isn't matching up with what we have. Where are these printers that are in this spreadsheet? Right. And also these departments don't have this or this isn't labeled right. And then they're, they're like, oh, well, there's this old spreadsheet too. This is from another project. And that one so was like 75% right. And so basically it's just like an old fucking data set of well, this is where all the printers so are. Two two wrong data sets. And come to find out, I'm like, what the fuck? How is this so fucked up? Because basically what it would be would in order to get an accurate count, go and know what needed to go where, go into each department and say, hey. Where are your old printers that we are replacing? And then writing those names down and then making sure that you have one for each one of those. Well, it turns out that this spreadsheet was made by people that were not even on site. They're working from home. (laughs) Oh, what? It's so fucking absurd they're just guesstimating yes they were (laughs) why the fuck would you do that we need an accuratish count right it's so fucking ridiculous it's like you don't live on the moon amateurs you're gonna be okay just fucking bring your ass in and your project is to update these these lists no, fucking. no, our project was it is to to get these printers out, and we're just like, hey, because they're just oh, like, so who maintains the list? I guess not us. And <laughs> not us. right, I thought your IT. Yeah, and we did not make the list. If we made the list, it would be fucking accurate. Um, well, because, my point being though is the it's a list of like what what department has what tech, correct? Yes, and and who better. <laughs> Than us, to, yeah, yeah, and it, it wasn't us that that made this, and it's yeah, absurd. I, yeah, this is where we realize it's like you guys need to make your own roadmap. It, it, it. It's fucking absurd, and it's just like I, I, you guys, you do the entire hospital too, St. Joseph's Hospital, or no, just the clinic? No, just the clinic. Well, that's still big enough. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That's Trust right. me, you it's, know what I mean. Like that, it's big that, enough. That's a oh, lot gosh. of fucking printers. It's a lot of it. it's a lot of shit, and it's it's such a clusterfuck. And it's just like this could have been avoided if there was a person 
that was running this thing and the data and they made sure that either they came in or they sent somebody else in or they fucking asked us if this stuff was accurate until after the fact. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you are, I guarantee the person that's, that's running this thing lives, lives in this town. Why the well, fuck are you trying to do this over? It is fascinating. <laughs> Occupational communication is a fascinating mm-hmm. subject because, like, it all it takes is one person to be incompetent in a workplace. Literally yeah. one person. Right. And it affects every single fucking person in that building. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. it could be as simple as the fucking backup, whatever, some jack off that fucking. It, but it's just like the because of the way communication will eventually break down. It affects everybody. It's right. fucking crazy. But you know, I I I have a theory that this would not have happened four years ago, before this COVID. Before COVID, yeah, no, absolutely not. Because oh, they is it all because been some of these senior positions yeah. are still working remotely? Oh yeah, tons, yeah. tons of people. And it's like, it, it doesn't, it's like they have gotten into this mentality of like, oh, well. In Marshfield, it, too? Yeah. Like, that's and they're, crazy. They're, it's crazy. It's a medical facility. You're going to have to wear yeah. a mask anyway. Like, Are these people, other uh, senior members of the IT department that are working remotely still? Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. a, a, adjacent. So my job, we're on site. Like we are absolutely on site. You can only get shit done on site. Exactly. Man, that shit is and that, right. That's the thing. And there's this mentality of like, oh, well, I can't come in. It's like, this would be so much easier. Yeah. You wouldn't be fucking around with this if you just fucking came in yeah. and looked at it. Yeah, but they've been able to do their jobs for the past two years at home, okay. and they and they are they're loving it. I know it's fucking yeah, ridiculous. All, all I'm hearing about people coming back to the office is how much it fucking sucks. Yeah, Dude, I loved it too. I I ain't gonna lie. I loved working from home when I worked at Fox. Oh yeah, I get up and fucking sit at my kitchen table and edit fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But it's it, not as effective. It, no, it's it, you have to go through so much more bullshit, and it's ten mm-hmm. times slower. Right. You don't really know what's going on because mm-hmm. you're not there. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, know, like so you just much. have like some peripheral chat or email yeah. conversation that like um or you then just like call y- your boss or whatever. What's going on? <laughs> but it's not effective. Plus, like I feel like humans need to have a, something away from the house. You can't yes. always right. be fucking Oh man. Well, it's not yeah, that I gotta get There's a lot there's a lot of people who are who are perfectly fine with yeah, yeah, I guess just, there are. I, but I have to like I have not to having to put away. up with the bullshit at the office. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, yeah, I guess it makes a huge difference though. That yeah, like you say, Mystic, to get out and move around the house, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I still get more work done in the shop than I would from home. Right? Oh, absolutely, me too. Yeah, I remember my wife and her her coworkers. They were having after work. They would hop in a separate like uh, like Skype call and have happy hour together, and they'd all be sitting there drinking. And shit, I'm like, I'm like, you, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we're having happy hour. I'm like, yeah, nah, shit, ain't like, much difference uh, than us. We just broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking right. like red eye reporters are happy hour for the week. <laughs> Cheers, <true>. buddies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Mystic with "Fuck Your Concert, You Old Bitches." 
<laughs> yeah, all snatches. Fuck. So, I go look at Metallica and Pantera tickets. Oh, they're like a thousand dollars. Soldier what? Field. Yeah. Metallica, Pantera, Soldier Field, August something next year. Mm-hmm. I think it was August. Maybe it was April something. Uh, I, so it was ninety bucks for nosebleed mm-hmm. for like four hundred level at Soldier Field, which is the fourth balcony. Yeah, like obstructed view. It's ninety bucks <laughs> before fees. Before be like fees, down. yeah, That's right. The lowest that you're going you're talking one hundred and fifty probably. Yeah, per ticket, and then I uh, like if you wanted something decent, you're talking four hundred bucks. Wow, three to four hundred for like down fucking, you know, with a good view. And, and granted, Metallica their stage is a circle, so every you could see everything. You know what I mean? It rotates. Yeah. Fucking, it's got it's theatrics. It would yeah. be a cool show, but I am not, there's no fucking way I'm paying that much to see basically one fourth of Pantera yeah. and fucking an old ass Metallica. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like Rex Brown is, I know he was part of Pantera, but like who the fuck knows who he even is? You know what I mean? <laughs> Phil Anselmo, in my opinion, is the only surviving member of that band. And then they just got fucking Zach Wilde and some old ass dude from fucking Anthrax, and oh, let's have a reunion. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's not the same. Hey man, look, heroin and cocaine are not cheap at that age. Okay, they need, it's they a money, grab, money. Yeah. and they and they are they are and they are totally just grabbing on to fucking to the ball to they're the milking that fucking balls of Yeah, to yeah, get them that money. That's, that's fine, but I'm not. What we do pay. nowadays, right? I've already seen Pantera three times. I'm fine. Because the crystals <laughs> of something new and unique. Further, I saw further all of Pantera. Not just one fourth. Sorry, Rex. We love you, but we all know Dime was the real. I don't love you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we have Ashtray for Ashtray's Celebrity Ass Rag Report. <laughs> oh, yeah. I figured uh, you're, you're not going to put your own little section in here and go for like 45 minutes. It's not happening. <laughs> no, it ain't going to be 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, yeah, this is just a uh, fucking one of these celebrity stories. Where, like, I had to take a screenshot because like, just look how, man, her fucking PR. Could be, look how many fucking news publications pushed this story. I think this is kind of based off of your fucking, search history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a, yes, like, yes it is. if you click on Google News, like a news story, and then you do like full coverage, like, and you see how many headlines from other news sources. Um, the fucking Jerusalem Post. Oh, man. She canceled her Israeli concert amid her neurological illness disease. Okay. She's got this new rare disease. Called. Are you just really upset you can't see Celine Dion now? Is that where this is all coming right. from? Yes. Like what? What's is that? Is, is that no, it is called from? stiff person syndrome. Dion? I mean, really stiff person syndrome. She's a fucking Canadian. Uh, have you dude. seen her lately? <laughs> no wonder she's stiff face. She's she had so much plastic plastic surgery. Of course, right. she's got stiff person syndrome. So what the hell is stiff person yeah, syndrome? Um, it's some disease that's supposedly rare, but I'm sure it's. <laughs> I mean, that, well, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You have that much anything. You even take take the time to look up and see 
Nope. Yeah. This is this one. Yeah, you son of a rag. bitch. All we're going to do is we're going to rag on these celebrities. No, we're not ragging on some celebrities. You are. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, in the sense of the Reddit oh, report. The, the, All the right, let's we. look it My up. Section. What is stiff person syndrome? Stiff person syndrome is a central nervous system di- disorder that causes progressive muscle stiffness and spasms. Yeah, I guess you just face. get fucking stiff. That name is dead on. Yeah. Anyways. There is no cure. Celine Dion, are you surprised? Isn't that just I getting did, old? I, I am. I God am bless her. I yeah, I know. Uh, uh, getting old, and she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Like, of course you're going to have a stiff person. Just kidding. Look at her face. Seriously. Look at those look, pictures. Look at her fucking face. Look at her fucking face. Don't just you fucking... Her face. She's a Canadian treasure. Stop it. All right, you're right. Uh, that's all okay that is all finally <laughs> the finally uh teddy worst wnba trade ever uh so uh britney grinder's coming home uh i think she might be home by now i don't know um she is <clears throat> worst trade ever um they traded her for the, for the, the worst trade, trade ever ever right What's what's the, like, what's, the, what's, the, what's the guy worst trade ever? Like we um, traded Isaiah Thomas from the NBA for Brittany Griner from the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they got a lot more. Yeah, they did out of it. And, and my thing is, my thing is, look, I, look, I was, I was, I was sorry she was in jail, but and I, I travel a lot, and, and I, one thing I do not do is I do not take drugs in or out of a fucking country. That's right. It's I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what kind of yeah, it is. Russia. Especially Russia. It isn't like you were in Switzerland. Right. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Even like England or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, she's probably, like, oh, I better get out of here because shit's getting real. And <clears throat> it was right when they invaded, too, was it not? Yeah. yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I believe I believe kinda, oh shit. I, be- I better get out of here. No, I believe she's been doing it for a while, and 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 fucking, and she was just going home, and and they fucking, yeah. and she had him, so they were like, "Hey, fucking, you know, yep. <clears throat> and get her back." I, oh, I get they were that, probably I, tracking I her ass the whole time. Oh, I bet, yeah. Oh, but it, like anyone of some notable, right? Um, but I, I, well, there's a lot of them that play, and also, too. also they got they got uh, America got her off for nine years from another country. There, there's a bunch of brothers over here locked up for simple possession. Yep. Right. Yeah, why, why isn't and Russia gonna, trying yeah. to trade for them? Yeah, I know, right? Fucking. I just, I just have a lot just, less people in prison if Russia bad, had better bad trades. Russia. <laughs> we can have a lot less people in prison if Russia was just better at trading. <laughs> yeah. Blame our prison That's economics. <laughs> we'll throw in, we'll throw in seventy five hundred other guys. <laughs> You just throw yeah, we we deal in bulk in the American prison right. system. We, 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 we got to move these prisoners, Putin. Yeah. Come on, Russia. <laughs> all right. In all seriousness, go fuck yourself, honeycomb crackhead. That's our show. We're going to be here every Wednesday or Thursday night at 10 p.m. Central. Make sure you join the conversation at thereddireport.com or facebook.com slash report. You can't twiddle us, like us, share us, or fuck us. We're down for whatever. I'm Ashtray's butthole getting ravaged by a monkey pox infested meat mallet. Jesus, you guys do I, huh? I am the. 
<laughs> Who had that butthole? I missed it. <laughs> and I, I am Teddy. I, I am Teddy. And this is the Red <laughs> Eye Report. Yes. I, I, I'm Teddy. Wonder where are we? Cry a little bit there. <laughs>